You're listening to Deliberate Living, a podcast that inspires, empowers, and encourages listeners to live life more authentically. My name is Holly Priestley, and I'm a full-time nomad who has been living in my 1997 Ford van for more than a year. I travel the United States with my dog, learning how to live with more authenticity. I explore different ways people choose to ditch the prescribed life we've all been sold and live on their terms, finding freedom and happiness however they choose. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Deliberate Living Podcast. I'm your host, Holly Priestley, and this is another solo episode in which I talk about a topic that I think is incredibly important. And again, this will probably get additional renditions later on down the road when I have guests come and join me to talk about the same subject. I just want to get my thoughts and feelings out there first so that in later episodes, I can really get the full effect of having other opinions come on the show. So today we're going to talk about starting before you're ready. I don't care if you're trying to start a business or start a family or move into a van or reach financial independence and retire early, also known as FIRE. I don't care if you're trying to try out for the Olympics. If you wait until you're ready to do anything, you're never going to reach your goal. So in my experience moving into the van, um, it started a few years previously. I moved into my final apartment in September of 2017 after a series of unfortunate events turned finding a living space into a small emergency. Uh, Earlier that spring, April, May, I had broken up with my long-term partner and it was his house we were living in so I had to be the one to move and I moved in with a girlfriend that I had known for a few years and we were very close and very excited to live together. And after only six weeks of living together, uh, she basically kicked me out so that her new boyfriend could move in. So decision-making skills, maybe not uh, super excellent for either of us at that point in time. And as a result, I had to find a new place to live. And because I had lived with a partner for so long, and then um, very briefly with another friend who had come with all of her own things, I was basically left without anything. I didn't have anything to fill a house with. I didn't have a lot of furniture. I didn't have any kitchen items. I didn't have any of that stuff that would go into making a house a home. And even just finding a place to live as a single self-employed lady was kind of a challenge in and of itself. Um, If you've ever tried to rent an apartment, you know that usually they want some kind of rental history, which of course I didn't have because I had been living in other situations where I didn't have a rental history exactly, didn't have a landlord, didn't have a lease, didn't have any of that. Um, And also I was self-employed, so my income was super varied. Uh, I got very lucky and my landlady at the time um, took pity on me (laughs) and saw that I was really committed and, you know, I'm not gonna not pay rent. So we made it work. But then I moved into this apartment that was completely empty and all my own. And now Uh, It came with a lot of freedom in the sense that I got to choose how to fill it with whatever I wanted and also a lot of responsibility to pay for all those things that I wanted. So I spent far too many hours and dollars um, at the Target and the thrift store uh, that were just down the block um, stocking my uh, my single lady apartment. And as I was doing it, um, you know, I was in my late 20s. I was like, I'm never going to do this again. This is not the first time I've been here. This is not the first time I've had to basically replace a life's worth of things. Um, and I'm never going to do it again. I'm never going to be in the position where I have to rebuy all of this shit again. I'm going to keep it for myself and it is mine and I'm buying it and I'm never going to compromise on that again. 
Um, and this was in, like I said, September. And just like three months later in December, I decided that uh, I was going to buy a van sometime in 2018 um, so that I could move into it or I was taking that goal off of my list. And obviously you can see that I'm in the van. So in September, I moved into the house. I spent far too much money and time appointing it and making it very nice for myself. And then three months later, I decided, you know, in the next year I was going to buy a van. So it was dealt with a lot of a lot of change all at once, which is something I'm pretty, pretty on brand for me. Uh, I test drove my first van in January and was immediately excited about all the possibilities. So I started getting rid of all of that stuff slowly starting in January. Um, I got rid of a lot of my clothes and my dishes and my little office nook that I had set up for myself. <coughs> I got rid of a lot of furniture. I got rid of um, big stuff and small stuff before I even had the van. The hardest thing for me to get rid of was my plants, to be honest. I really enjoyed living in a jungle and that was really nice. Um, I used platforms like Craigslist and Facebook Marketplace and other uh, online avenues to list some of the items for sale and I had people contacting me all of the time about uh, my listings and I had people coming at all of the times of the day to take stuff away. All of these things that I had just bought and made me feel like a strong independent woman who don't need no man and can take care of herself were now leaving my life so that I could pursue another venture that I felt incredibly strongly about. And this really wreaked a lot of havoc on my brain. Like, am I crazy? Like, was I just setting myself up for failure again? Like, was this whole van venture going to be a waste of money? Would I just end up rebuying all the stuff that I had vowed not to again? And I started doing all of this before I even had the van. So that added another layer of potential insanity to my plan. Getting rid of stuff before I even knew where I was going to go next. My apartment was getting emptier and emptier and I was, you know, sitting on pillows on the floor with just like a lamp nearby because this old apartment, cute as it was, uh, did not have overhead lighting. <laughs> and the great purge of 2018, as I started to call it, was like a really big deal. Uh, it was exciting and, and you know, I was, I was amped because I was going to be pursuing this other dream that I had had for years. Um, and it was nerve-wracking because I didn't know if I was going to be shooting myself in the foot and if I was just setting myself up for another round of what the fuck did I get myself into. And so part of the reasoning for getting rid of all of that stuff before getting the van was so that when I finally did have the van, I could do the move-in process more smoothly. Because it takes so much longer than you think it's going to take to get rid of your belongings. Um, like, I knew I had to start early because you think, you know, oh, I'll just have, like, a big garage sale, like, one or two weekends in a row, and then I'll get rid of everything. And that's not that's not how it works, especially if you live in an apartment that doesn't exactly have a garage um, or any space to have a garage sale. And I, I didn't want to just move my stuff to a storage unit or a front spare room, or my parents' basement, if I could sell it, and then someone else could actually pay me for them to come and take it away, so that I didn't have to move it after the fact. And, like, of course, I didn't get rid of absolutely everything, and so there are a few boxes in my parents' basement, and for the first few months, 
there were, you know, a few totes um, of belongings in a friend's house that has since been moved. And over the last year and a half, I've been able to downsize even more. But at the beginning, I downsized as much as I could. And I still had too much stuff. <laughs> uh, and so when I started selling all of my things and my furniture and like all that brand new or brand new to me um, stuff that I had just bought, like I didn't make my money back in any sense of the imagination. If you think you're going to sell all of your belongings and use all that money to buy your van, uh, it's probably not going to happen, to be honest, unless you have like, you know, the most expensive furniture around or something that is otherwise relatively uh, invaluable. Um, you're, you're not going to make a lot of money from selling your stuff, just so you know. And again, I started this whole purge process in January, February, March, and my lease wasn't going to end until the end of September because I had just signed it. I did negotiate to get out of the lease a little bit early uh, so that I could save that money um, from paying rent that I could put potentially into the van, but I even did that before I had the van. So in case you haven't noticed, there's a little bit of a trend of doing things before. <laughs> if I had waited until I had the van, all of this could have still happened, of course, um, but it wouldn't have been as urgent or even as cathartic an experience. And logistically, it would have been more challenging also because I didn't end up getting my van until August. So if I had waited to start downsizing and start the Great Purge of 2018 uh, until I had the van, that would, that would only have given me maybe a month or two to conduct all of the purging, all of the selling of the belongings, as well as the build-out. And that would probably have meant that I would have been scrambling and things would have been really stressed out and um, very quickly like needing to take place. And maybe I would have had to sign another lease to maintain my space. And it just, it wouldn't have worked out quite as well. And I'm really glad that I didn't do that because, you know, planned on buying a van sometime in 2018, test drove my first van in January, bought this actual van in August, that's a good long amount of time to spend working on on the process of moving into the van even before you have the van. If I had shrunk everything into those last two months, it would have been a lot of heckin' work and a lot of frustration for me. And things would have fallen through the cracks, and I'm really glad that that didn't happen. And I'm a little woo-woo, like more woo than your average person probably, but less woo than your super hippie. I did believe that if I took the right actions before I had the van, I would be telling the universe that, yes, I'm serious about this. Please bring me a van soon. And, uh, of course, as the universe does, as soon as I was ready, as soon as I was out of the apartment and into my house-sitting gig, a van appeared! This van appeared! And luckily, I did have a few months of house-sitting, uh, during which I could finalize my build-out and further downsize. Um, but if I hadn't started the process in January, I would never have been ready the following January to move into the van, just because of the nature of, you know, the logistical shifting of belongings and finances. And so much of it was my mindset. I had to change my brain around. And, you know, this was something that I've wanted for a long time. It was something I was very excited about, but it still took a lot of work to shift my mindset around that I was actually doing it. And that 
all happened before I had the van. And then when I got the van, I was better set up for success. So waiting until you're ready is a really clever excuse, but all it is is an excuse. It's an excuse for you to keep playing it safe and, and abiding by the status quo that you've already set for yourself. You might think that you're being smart and responsible and, you know, taking care of business, but what you're actually doing is, like, being scared and non-committal. So I'm not saying that you need to, like, leap into the unknown without first doing some research or at least, like, checking your landing. That would be wholly irresponsible and not something I condone. Definitely do your research, but also don't get stuck in the research phase and don't get, like, analysis paralysis. Don't just stop there. Don't, if you do too much research, you're never going to do it because you're going to find all the reasons not to. And if you don't do any research at all, you might miss some really important things that could have made your transition even easier. There's a point when good enough is good enough. So regardless of what it is that you want to do, regardless of what it is that the next shift you want to take in life is, you're not going to know everything about living in a van or parenting your first kid or starting your own business or walking on the moon until you actually start doing those things. There's no amount of reading or YouTubing or hemming and hawing that will get you there. Uh, Experience is the best teacher. So don't cheat yourself out of an experience that you really want to have just because you're afraid to go after it. It's okay to be scared of the thing that you want. The unknown is very scary, but you have to do it scared. You have to do it anyway. You have to, if it's something that you actually want to do, you have to go do it. You only feel fear before you do the thing. And then afterwards it kind of goes away. If you want to like live and work in Spain for six months, you need to start now. Like download Duolingo, start teaching yourself Spanish, look at potential woofing opportunities, um, you know, in whatever country it is that you want to go to or uh, remote jobs or something of that nature, uh, start scouring like Airbnb or Craigslist so you can get like a lay of the land and maybe potential lodgings and see kind of what things cost. Like get started on that stuff, but then like buy the freaking plane ticket, like do the damn thing and go. Like if you want to own your own like massage practice, uh, you know, first make sure you're properly certified and all of that. Um, but then, you know, look into how much it costs to like Rent a really tiny office space. You don't need much space for a massage table. Maybe, like, a waiting room and then the massage room itself, and, like, that's about it. So, like, look at how much those commercial spaces cost to rent and what those leases kind of look like so that you know what your overhead is. Save a little bit of money. Put out some feelers to your most loyal clients and kind of, like, let them know that you're thinking about changing locations or starting your own thing. And then, like... Sign a lease, register your LLC, open your doors, start your own business. Don't think about it too much. Maybe you want to leave your office job in favor of remote work that allows you to stay home with your kids or care for your aging parents or travel the world. Um, If you want to make any kind of career change, uh, update your resume and your LinkedIn profile. Start there. Um, Look into maybe bootcamp type courses that'll teach you like coding or marketing or customer service or something of that nature, Uh, jobs that you're interested in and you know have that remote possibility. Those classes might be able to give you like a leg up in the new industry or help you make those connections or give you a little bit more confidence in pursuing this change. 
apply for some jobs. And like, whether you have the job or not, depending on your situation, of course, put in your two weeks notice and like, leave the desk behind. Don't overthink it. Don't think, you know, well, when I do this, then I can do that. Like, that will keep you stuck forever. It doesn't matter what you want to do in life. It doesn't matter where you're coming from. It doesn't matter what your goals are or who your partner is or how much money you have in the bank or any of that. It doesn't matter. If you want something, especially something big and especially something you really, 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 really want and maybe just is a little bit scary, you have to start going for it before you're ready. Like, what is the worst thing that could happen? You learn something new you have a new story to tell. When I moved into the van, people were always asking me like, what if you move into the van and you hate it? I'm like, what if I move into the van and I hate it? Then I'm just going to move back into an apartment. They're not that hard to find, you know? What if I move into the van and after six months, it's like the worst thing ever? Well, then after six months, I'll move into an apartment. Like, I'm not signing any kind of like lifelong commitment this was just something I knew I wanted to do, and it turns out it worked out really well for me. I've done a ton of things in the past that I really, really wanted to do that didn't work out for me in the long term, but at least I did them. Like, I've had so many careers. I've had so many different, like, job opportunities. I've lived in so many different places. I've had, you know, so many different relationships, all of which I thought I wanted at the time, and i I genuinely wanted at the time and then I did them and they either did or didn't work out and they didn't work out cool now I have an experience now I have something I can talk about now I have something that I can give advice on because I've already done that if you don't go for what you want the worst thing that can happen is that you live with the regret for the rest of your life and you have all of those constant what-ifs that just haunt you and follow you around everywhere so You have to think about what it is that you want the most right now, what you're afraid of about it, and why are you holding yourself back. And then alternatively, I want you to consider what moves you're actually making today to make that thing happen. Like when I moved into the van, it wasn't like I have to buy the van first and then. It was like, okay, I'm going to move into the van. Cool. Um, I probably have too many clothes. Why don't I go through my clothes? And of course, this was not a one-time thing. I had to go through my clothes multiple times, and I still have too many clothes. Or kitchen stuff. Like, I have a very, very tiny kitchen, and I don't need two pots and two pans. I have one of each. Like, downsizing these things helped me get rid of stuff ahead of time, and it also helped my brain shift to a new way of living. Like, all right, I only have one pot, so if I'm going to make a dish that needs two pots, I'm going to have to cook the one thing, take it out, clean it, cook the other thing. Okay, how can I make this a one-pot deal? Like, it just starts shifting your mindset. And then when you start making those shifts, your your brain, your RAS, your reticular activating system will start seeing more opportunities for that. You find the things that you focus on. So you have to start before you're ready for woo-woo reasons to let the universe know that you're serious, and you have to start before you're ready to get yourself prepared physically for your change, and you have to start before you're ready to get yourself mentally prepared for the change that you're making. So I want you to tell me in the comments, send me a message, whatever, tell me what it is that you want most right now and what you are actually doing today and what you are committing to doing to actually make that happen and bring it into a reality. We've reached the end of this episode of Deliberate Living. You can find the show notes and everything we referenced over on my website, 
be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts on YouTube or sign up for email updates every time something new is published. I'll see you next time on Deliberate Living and until then, keep your life on the DL too.